Hello everybody and welcome back to the Best Athletics Podcast. It's Anya here. And it's Natalie. Hi everyone. And we had the pleasure today of chatting to Natasha Cockrum, fresh from the World Championships in Budapest just a few weeks ago. Um, She's an incredible athlete, she's represented Wales and she has an insane PB of 2.26 in Valencia. We spoke about everything from race day mindset, recovery and fueling to a typical training week and Natasha's favourite sessions. She's had a whirlwind career so far, she's now an ASICS athlete. She spoke about overcoming illnesses and setbacks on her journey and heading towards the dream of the Olympics. It was so great to hear about her approach to running. She just doesn't seem to overcomplicate anything, just does the simple things well. Um, and she still trains whilst having a job, which was super inspiring. I mean, Anya, I don't think there's anything else left for us to say. Shall we just dive straight in? Let's do it, enjoy. And we're recording today with Natasha Wilson, nee Natasha Cockrum, who has recently represented GB at the Athletics World Champs. Um, <laughs> Natasha, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about your experience at the World Championships, how you found it, um, a little bit about your preparation um, and yeah, how the race planned out? Yeah, it seems like an eternity ago now, but yeah, it was such a great experience. It's obviously my first time representing Great Britain which was pretty surreal because I feel like I've been waiting for that moment for so long like so many years um but preparation wise it didn't actually go that well so I had glandular fever um during the prep so it was like a case of managing that and managing training but we made it we got there we got to holding camp in one piece um holding camp was pretty cool like being around all the other British athletes so that was a good experience as well how long was the holding camp um, so I wasn't able to go out until like a week before. So I went out really late compared to the rest of the team just because of work. Um, mm-hmm. And then naturally holding camp didn't go to plan. I got ill there. So I had to stay there for like longer than the rest of the team. Um, so I didn't fly into Budapest till like two days before the race. But again, arrived in one piece. So that was the plus side. Absolutely. Did it, did it, I know it's just probably jumping around a tiny bit, but I think, was it when you were tra- training for the Commonwealth, didn't you get bronchitis at that point as well? Has there always been like little like, how do you kind of manage that? Because I would be like, oh God, what is happening? <laughs> like, how do you... Yeah, so yeah, at Co- Commonwealth, the so Holden Camp Commonwealth, so I picked up like, it was just such a minor cold, but I did have a little panic then because um, it hadn't really happened before. But I think Commonwealth, I might have had COVID during the race, not sure, like something wasn't right. Um and then holding camp for Worlds, I was like, oh, I've been here before, it's fine. We've got a couple of days. And the, to be fair, the medical staff were just amazing. So like day before the race, I was having chest physio, which I didn't even know existed, but it worked so well. Like It was so good. Um, so I think if you have that support around you and you just stay positive, then you can only do what you can do, like control the controllables. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You've had yeah quite a journey and doing. I know you've represented Wales, Commonwealth Games, then to the World Champs. Um, how long have you been running for? What's your journey into the sport? Yeah, so I started. It makes me feel really old, but I started when I was ten or eleven, and now I'm thirty. So it's been quite a few years. So twenty years of running, and I've only just made my first British team. So. Yeah, it was a long time coming. I've missed the team like a couple of times. I've been like second reserve for cross country. So yeah, it's good to finally be on that team. Did you always dream of making the GB team? Did you think it was possible? 
Uh, so when I was a junior, I was always trying to make it for cross country because it was easier to make cross country teams because they'd take like six or eight people. And I'd always come in like ninth at the trials or 10th at the trials. So like, it's just continuously missing out on that opportunity. And then I went to uni and my performances took a massive skydive. So after that point, I was like, well, I'm never going to make the team now. But then obviously came back, went up to the marathon and it kind of seemed possible again. So yeah, just kept pushing. I think, you know, to have that sort of drive and determination for that long is quite, I think a lot of people wouldn't really have that. Whereas you just, you seem to have always had your eye on, okay, well, one day it would happen, you know, to, to become like a couple of places out from hitting the GB team again and again, and just get, well, I'm just going to go again and go again. I think that's quite admirable, really. Was there any times where you just thought, no, this is not it? Or did you just think, no, I'm going to keep, I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going to keep going. Uh, so there were a couple of times, like during my uni career, I got a really bad knee injury, had surgery, and I was probably out for two years. But after the surgery, I was like, I'm done. I'm not running anymore. Like I'm, but in the back of my mind, I was like, I am, but I'm just going to tell people I'm like, I'm done racing. Yeah. Um, but then obviously got back to it, went to marathons and missed out on the Olympics by like 30 seconds. I got the position where I came second and it was top two, but obviously didn't get the time. So that kind of knocked me a bit, but that also motivated me more thinking, okay, I'm only 30 seconds away. If I can do that now, give myself another year. And hopefully I can get there. So yeah, just kept kept going, kept being consistent as I could possibly could. Yeah, that is amazing. mental. Yeah, congratulations. I guess the aim is still one day to go to the Olympics. Yeah, obviously it's getting harder and harder with the quality of British marathon running at the moment, but that's still the aim. You're up there. You're one of my motivations, inspirations, 100%. Um, for people that don't know... Um, Tash and I actually bump into each other on some of our runs sometimes and <laughs> it's very, very exciting for me. Um, quickly, Tash, um, yeah, thinking about that, a lot of your runs you do alone um, and I know you also have a full-time job and how do you, yeah, keep, you keep yourself motivated doing sessions alone? I don't think you often go to a track or train with a group. Yeah, no, it is tough. Like, a part of me is like I love to make things as hard as I can for myself because it just makes me feel like if I can do that in training I can do that in racing but with that said like yeah it's cool I can do all this on my own but I'm not gonna lie it's really tough at times especially in the winter when you're going out to grind out like a 24 mile workout and you're on your own it's dark it's cold like there are times where I think why am I doing this but yeah, just get out and do it. There's always, it's always worth it. You always feel better afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm one, for, I'm, I train on my own. I don't have anyone else to kind of train with. And I think for me, I mainly do that because it's kind of more convenient to me to go out when I can just go out. Is that is that why you do it, Tash? Is it just because? Yeah, it's, like, it's a mixture of different things. So like, I'm in Norfolk. There's, other than Anya, when she comes home, <laughs> there's, there's literally no other runners um, that I could train with anyway and we're quite like we're in the middle of nowhere as well so my nearest track is like 45 minutes to an hour drive so that's not really an option either so it's partly because there is no one but also because 
yeah, my schedule, my training schedule is quite specific to me. Um, my work schedule as well, like I have to do it around work. No one else wants to be getting up at like four or five in the morning to get and do a workout with me. So yeah, it's a mixture of everything. I've always been in that position, I think coming from like a rural farming background. There's just, yeah, it's the nature of where I live, I guess. Yeah. I mean, do you use the trails as well then? Because a lot of road runners tend to kind of stick on the road, but obviously with you coming from cross country and then being in Norfolk, do you use the trails a lot for your training? So that was always the plan when I moved to Norfolk, but because all my injuries have been like tendon injuries rather than bone injuries, the trails tend to irritate that more. So I'm actually better off doing my train on the road occasionally I get on the trails for like a steady run and I quite often do my steady runs with my dogs and they prefer the trails so I love yeah that. we get on the trails for that <laughs> I love that I love running with my dog as well and we, that's when we go on the trails but she's yeah I just I think there's that thing as well I don't know because I know you love your dogs you know running with animals I love that I think that's a really cool yeah, thing and, to do yeah like that alone it really helps like I'm always on my own but I'll finish work and they know the instant like they hear my laptop logging off they're like by the door waiting I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna have to get it running because they're waiting for me so yeah that helps oh, nice so if I if I can I pop in with a question because I just kind of I'm really eager like the mindset and running really interests me because for me I know that kind of separates I'm going to smash this or I'm not like I can train my body I don't know if Anya and, and Tasha are the same but it's kind of getting into the the head is when that's going to affect my race or not um do you deal with that Tash is there any sort of kind of um quirky tips or techniques that you have if anything comes into your head during race day um so I'm I don't have like a specific mindset or like I'm not like oh I need to be thinking like this to be able to perform it just varies by each race. Like sometimes I have to focus like each mile as it comes. Sometimes I like to break it down by like 5Ks or five miles, or sometimes it's just get to 20 miles and then race the last six. So in terms of marathon, like it kind of just depends on the day, how it's going, the course, who's around me. Um, I guess for me, it's more about being adaptable and being able to respond to your surroundings and what's going on. I guess it's the same with training, like some days I'll have a really long work day and then have to go out and do a workout as opposed to having no work and just getting out and focusing purely on the workout. So yeah, it really varies. And I think you need to be able to change to what's going on around you. Yeah, yeah. So do you think having a, a job kind of helps with that resilience as well in terms of training and racing because you've got to try and fit everything in yeah for sure and I am really fortunate like my job is very flexible if I have a big workout I can finish a little bit earlier and things like that but at the same time sometimes there are days where I am super busy and I don't get finished until really late so I am out the door really late and it's hard like with fueling and things like that but yeah, I think it does help you because you have to be flexible. Yeah, 100%. Um, talking about being flexible and working to the race conditions and how each race goes, do you think the last few of your races that I've watched on TV, being the Commonwealth Games, the World Champs, they've felt like really lonely races. Um, there's like no masses behind you. There's no like men running with you at your pace. I know you were the only British marathon runner brought to the world's champs. Do you think, what what do you think about all of that? What do you think about the UK, like not bringing as many people to champs anymore? Um, 
yeah, how much of a difference does that play running a lonely race to, you know, having your paces, having a big group of girls around you or guys? Yeah, so like with the championships race, championship races, they are like known to be lonely. Like that is just a part of the racing. Like it's just a different ball game completely to the normal like world majors and the other types types of marathons. Um, but I think me training on my own prepared me for that really well. But at the same time, having extra British athletes out there and just more athletes around you, like it would make a difference. Like it's just nice to have company sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Did you do any altitude training before um, the World Champs? Uh, so I've never done altitude training before. So we didn't want to test it like right before Worlds. So I did go out to Font in, I think it was beginning of May. So it wasn't really as world prep specifically but it was just to get a taste of altitude training and like see how I responded to it so that was another good experience would you go back yeah definitely so ASICs actually have a house in font which is it's just such a cool environment like you're surrounded by the other ASICs professional athletes like when I was there Ailish was there and there was um another French girl like 226 marathon runner like it's just such a cool environment to be surrounded by like-minded people all trying to achieve the same goal so I think that in itself was just a great experience and then altitude not sure if I responded to it well or not it's hard to tell need to give it another test yeah I'm dying to go to that um Asics house in in font I mean I don't know if they'll let the front runners in but it'd be nice if they could do it at some point I'd be well up for that yes yeah, it's, it's so awesome. cool like such a good idea yeah it is how long have you been supported by Asics now Tash uh I joined them in I think it's 2021 so not actually that long and just me being nosy what is your favorite shoe from them and recovery shoe and race shoe <laughs> and so I do everything in the Nova Blast which I absolutely love them and then I feel like everyone's go-to race shoes, the Metaspeed Sky, Metaspeed Sky Plus. Yeah, amazing. I think the guy who came second at Berlin was wearing them. Yeah, I think I think so. Like, it was a really good shoe. Even if I wasn't ASICs, and I know I'm supposed to say this, but if I wasn't, I would probably still choose their shoes. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I guess... I'm not being biased as well, I guess. But before I was a front runner, I wore Metaspeeds um, because I rated them over any other show. And I also, so I just train in the Nova Blast as well. So it's Nova Blast and the Metaspeeds for me. Yeah. The Nova Blast are nice and spongy, aren't they? So they're quite, they're quite a bouncy shoe. So yeah, they're quite light as well. So like I can even do like progression runs yeah. and like tempo runs in them. They're like so good for like so many different types of training and runs. Yeah. That's interesting. My yeah, half marathon and 10k PBs are in the Metaspeed Skies. But I always go back to Nike for marathons. And I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite workout, Tash, or a least favorite workout, or one that you think is like the workout to show where your fitness is kind of at? I feel like it depends where I'm at, like fitness wise. But I think for a good marathon block, I love like the longer marathon pace, faster marathon pace kind of sessions so like it could be up to 22 maybe 24 miles and you've got like alternating between marathon pace a mile slightly faster marathon pace and then back to marathon pace that's probably my favorite workout because I know that if I do that workout and it goes well then I'm in good shape 
That's true. And is a marathon your favourite distance? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd like to go longer eventually. Like, I think I'm better at longer. But for now, we're going to try and stay at the marathon. I'm trying to put the 50k off a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What is it? What is it? What is it about the marathon? What what is what keeps you going back? What attracts you to it? I think it's a combination of the physical and psychological. Mm. Just mm. like it's just such a hard event, but it doesn't test just like one system. It tests tests all the systems and your mental strength, and I think that's what I like about it. Yeah, it humbles you a lot. It really does. I also think it's quite. I guess it shouldn't in a way it's unpredictable isn't it like you could do all the training have a perfect block then the day comes and it's really kind of you you know you can do it but sometimes it it doesn't come off and sometimes it does so you've just got to go in believing and then like you say be adaptable to what what comes to you and I think that's what keeps me going for a marathon like you don't really know what's good you can do everything but the day is the day yeah and I know like a lot of people say as well like if you're not in good shape, you'll get found out on the marathon. But at the same time, like I have had quite a few builds that haven't been perfect. And if you get everything right on the day, though, actually, yeah. it can go maybe not PB kind of shape, but it can go OK, which I think World showed me that. That's amazing. Yeah. So you've been recovering since the Worlds. Um, you've, yeah, you've got married, you moved house. It's a really exciting time. Um, do you have any recovery tips uh, yes, yeah, so during Worlds, because of glandular fever, that was something I had to like massively focus on. So I don't know if you know much about glandular fever, but there'd be some days where I'd literally like wake up, be up for two hours, do two hours of work, and I'd be like, I need to nap already, which is not like me at all, because I'm like a super morning person. Like I'm normally up at five, six in the morning naturally, and I'd be like so tired at nine o'clock still. So I think world prep really made me realize how important recovery was so like just getting minimum of eight hours sleep like ideally I'd like to be getting more but with life and everything else it's just not reality Uh, so yeah sleep would be the major one and also fueling like fueling before sessions during and after like it's also important I think a lot of people focus on like the protein and fueling after but actually fueling during sessions and before is just as important like you're already getting ready for the recovery or yeah increasing that process before you even start so I think they're the two major things what about things like have you ever done things like ice baths and stuff like that how do you find them yeah so that was another thing for worlds because of it being so hot in Budapest I would normally ice bath after a hard session but because of being in the UK and having to try and heat prep after a session I'd actually have to go and jump in the hot tub which (laughs) doesn't really help recovery but I definitely noticed that my recovery was not as good because of not having an ice bath. So I will ice bath towards the end of a normal block um, just after the big session. So that helps. But I don't tend to ice bath when my mileage is low and I'm not working that hard because I don't think you get as much benefit from it. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. And massages and physio. Yeah, again, like it's something that definitely helps, but it's getting access to that and obviously it's very expensive so I don't get much of that either but obviously if you can it's definitely a huge help like I noticed that in the holding camp I was getting the treatment that I probably should have been getting the whole block and it did really help yeah like same with like recovery boots and rolling and stretching it's all those little things that are going to help but at the same time 
a lot of people don't have time for that and running and the big sessions take priority over that as long as you get in the sleep and the fuel I think that's the two key things if you don't have the time to do everything else absolutely I think I I think that probably resonate with a lot of listeners as well that haven't got the time to you know money to buy recovery boots and endless massages and stuff like that I think the key things tend to be the basics don't they like just sleep more and make sure you're eating well and and I think yeah I think that's probably the best thing for for recovery for me as well I know that if I haven't slept that can really affect my training can eat you Anya yeah yeah 100% I think eats yeah eat well run well sleep well the the others aren't necessary like it they're just like a bonus yeah yeah I think a lot of people like overthink it as well like they get caught up on the little things but if you don't have time for them why get caught up on them yeah do you actually have a coach Natasha I I know you are a coach yourself but um yeah is that an online coach in-person coach yes I'm coached by Robert Hawkins so um everything like via phone message training peaks and that because he's based in Scotland or on various training counts with Callum and Derek but um yeah so I'm coached by Robert he's really good like he knows that I work he like adjusts my training to suit me like he knows that I'm not doing the little things I'm not gonna pretend I am um and yeah it works really well I only joined him about two years ago and since joining him I really noticed like my performances over the marathon did really improve yeah I think it's important that like I say like he takes into account your work as well do you have any sort of plans to become a full-time athlete or do you want to have the work alongside it as well do you want to do both it's something I've been debating for a long time like I would love to be a full-time athlete I love to work as well but I think during this stage in my career where I am trying to make the Olympics being a full-time athlete would help because I would be able to do like those little things I would be able to get more sleep and things like that um so as much as I like work it would be nice to go full-time but yeah just funding and everything else it's just really tough like it's not not really an option so yeah gotta keep working (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I guess as well like you said it it helps with training it helps with that resilience as well so it's probably good things about carrying on working as well exactly and I think like yeah funding wise I'm sponsored by ASICS I could just about get by without working but it would be watching every penny every month so it wouldn't be enjoyable and I think I wouldn't be happy doing that because I'd be watching every penny and to be able to perform I need to be happy so it's almost I'm better off working at the moment yeah so what does um a typical training week look like for you I mean obviously you don't have to tell us every single like session but is it a couple of sessions a week like what's your kind of what's your if you're kind of not gearing up to anything in particular what's your sort of weekly mileage look like uh so during like the peak of the marathon block I'd be around 100 to 120 miles a week um and a normal week would be something like single easy or double easy on a Monday a longer run or a session on a Tuesday single or double easy on a Wednesday big session Thursday or sometimes Friday that kind of depends on my work schedule I do whichever works best with work. Um, Friday, if I don't do a session on Thursday, it would be session on Friday, otherwise it'd be steady. Saturday would be like another steady run, maybe hilly. And then Sunday would be the big marathon session workout. Gosh, so you don't have like a single rest, like a rest day? No, so I don't, I've never liked rest days. Don't really, <laughs> don't really do rest days. But I do believe like rest days will plan themselves. So during 
the world build up because I had glandular fever, I definitely had more rest days than I've ever had before in a build. Um, so yeah, they just plan themselves. So I'll listen to my body. If my body's like screaming at me to take a rest day, then I'll take a rest day. And I'll even like move around my week if I have to, like if a, my body's screaming at me, like on a session day, I'll take that as rest and then move my session. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, are you ever kind of a slave to your watch in that way? Cause I know a lot of people are like, they'll see their watch and say they need, I don't know, 56 hours recovery time. And you're just like, well, that's never going to happen. You know, never going to happen. Do you, how are you with your watch? Do you kind of run free or are you quite like looking at your paces and really tech? How's that work? Yeah, no, I, I'm so like, and tech like yeah I don't really look at anything like that I never look at my stats or anything I just think like I have my coach for that I wear my watch he can see what I'm doing um like if there's an issue he'll pick it up with me um like obviously if he sets a pace then I'm like I have to go this pace or I'm one of those people that if he sets like 5.30 pace I have to go like 5.28 or 5.25 like just a little bit faster um but other than that I don't really like keep track of things I don't have to run exactly 10 miles it can be like 10.0 forever yeah yeah I yeah say, I know that you don't use Strava you I love the your simplicity of just going out with the dogs and running and enjoying running and doing yeah the basics as we keep saying um I, I know you're not huge on social media and it's just yeah doing the running well <laughs> Yeah, I find social media, I find really tough. Like I keep having this argument with myself, like I should be posting because that's what elite athletes do. And like, that's what, where you get your sponsorship and that's what sponsors like. And then there's this part of me that is like, I don't want to share any of my life. Like I just want to keep everything private. But then I always like switch back to, but all these people want to know what's going on and I need to like actually share stuff with them. And yeah engage with my followers I think that's always important for for you just to take that as far as you want to take it you know like people don't need to see every single thing you're doing in in your life you know it's important that I'm quite like that though like I with social media I mean obviously I'm not an elite athlete at all but I don't there's nothing that my private life I think that really goes on there I don't think because I just don't feel the need to share it whereas my my personal training and my clients training you know as a coach I kind of put that on there. Um, but I guess I guess there's some things that you might not want to share about your training. You know, if you're gearing up to a, a major, I guess it's kind of, well, actually, I want to keep that that for me and not really share that with the world. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, I don't think. Yeah, I think my, my only issue at the moment is like, I don't know where I stand with it. Like, I don't know yeah. what I want. So I need to figure that out and then, <laughs> yeah, share or not share. Absolutely, yeah. I think whatever you want to do, but the running is the priority. And I think we're all guilty of falling into like being that Instagram TikToker. Um, but <laughs> foremost, like, I guess we are runners. Um, yeah. Do, are you able to divulge anything that you've got planned in the future? Or if you're looking forward to winter training or any races or anything like that? Um, yeah, so going forward... Um... Obviously, it's coming towards the end of the year. Time just flies. But I'm hoping to get in a half, maybe before Christmas, a 10K. I don't know which ones. I've not looked at races yet. Um, since Worlds, I've not really done that much. I'm just, this is my first week, like completely back to normality, like 
got worlds out of the way, got the wedding, honeymoon, house move out of the way. So now it's like, yeah, back to normality. Got physio today. So that's just like a MOT before I get back into full training. And then hopefully, yeah, 10K or half this side of Christmas. And then after Christmas, I'll probably look at Seville Marathon, but that's also like not confirmed. That's just kind of what I've got my eye on at the moment. Nice. That's really good. So just kind of base building winter. Um, yeah. I know. What do you think about cross training? Do you ever do that when it gets snowy in the winter? I know. Do you class your horse riding as cross training? <laughs> I wish I could, but no. Um, but yeah, I do. I love cross training. Like I've cross trained purely, like completely cross trained for a marathon before, no running. Like I love it. Um, but if I'm healthy, then I'll just run. That's really interesting, Tash, that you like really love cross train. Like, like you love it. Like as in the cross trainer, you don't mind getting on the cross trainer and just bashing out a few sessions. Yeah, literally I will get on a cross trainer and bash out like three, four hours straight and just <laughs> like not even listen to music or anything. Like what I've found is the first, like if I get injured, the first week of cross training is just, it's horrible because you're like, I'm injured. Like I just want to run. You're just like super negative and I hate every session. I've not done it in a while. So like normally it hurts more, but then get past that first week and I'll be like, I am set on this now. I can do three hour sessions like every day, twice a day. It's yeah, it's fine. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs> so cool okay i'll have one final question what do you think of the world record being broken at sefa do you think two hours in a marathon will ever be broken yeah to be honest i've not actually looked at berlin results too much minus like the brits and my clients and yeah little bits but i did see that the world record got broken and it was insane so yeah just it's crazy to think that someone can go that fast but I mean, I guess people are going to go faster. Yeah, do you think it's going to be like an untouchable record like Paula Radcliffe's was? Yeah, I don't think so. Like with this, today's like technology and performances, the world records are just going like yearly. Like they're there to be broken and people are breaking them. So I don't think it will last too long. And does that just kind of spur you on even more to go, well, how near can I get to that? Like how, how far, you know, what is my potential? Where can I go? Yeah, I think like with all the science behind training, like everything's just always improving. And like even seeing people like the British girls, like even Anya and like Charlotte performing in Berlin, like everyone is just improving year on year. So yeah, no reason why I can't and anyone else can't. Yeah, not at all. Gives me hope. 251 day. <laughs> Be good. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> nice. Just good luck with everything, Tash. I think I think you're awesome. I think to have the grit and determination just to keep coming back, back, you know, get to that, you know, GB, get to Olympics one day. I like the fact that you hopefully yeah, yeah one day yeah, running free with your dogs. I think it's just you seem to for me have the best of everything you know it's you've got kind of you take you you see running for what it is and you enjoy running and I think you can see that with with the training that you do and and that's why you do really well in it's how you get to the world you know because you enjoy it I think yeah I mean hopefully like there is a part of me as well like I'm like if I didn't have this outside life as well would I be a better athlete but I think it's what works for me so hopefully that is what is best for me yeah 100% yeah 
Thank you so much. Congratulations again for the world champs and for your wedding and the house and even everything. And I'm so excited to see what's coming up for you. Absolutely. No, thank you. And yeah, congrats to you as well. It's great to see what you're doing. Thank you.